Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 58, Sand Fleas and Good Books. I've just started reading the most wonderful book. It's called Life Between the Tides by the prolific British writer Adam Nicholson. And while I'm only 35 pages into it, he's already kind of blown my mind with his description of the natural history of sand fleas. You know, beach hoppers, those things that scatter when you pull aside seaweed washed up at the high tide line on a beach. Other than that, you probably haven't thought much about them. I admit I hadn't either. But reading the first chapter of this book has changed the way I will think about these creatures forevermore. These animals are crustaceans in the phylum arthropod, like shrimp, lobster, and crabs. They're in a subgroup or order of crustaceans called amphipoda, the amphipods. Pod means foot or leg, and ampha or amphi refers to having more than one kind or direction. In this case, more than one kind of leg on their thoracic segments. Some of their legs are oriented forwards, and a few others are oriented backwards. Body segmentation is a hallmark of arthropods as a whole, the larger group amphipods are part of. The bodies of these animals are made up of repeating units, each with its own appendage. Think of the tail of a lobster. It's made of six units, each with its own shell covering and with its own set of appendages underneath. In many kinds of arthropods, the body part of the animal is covered by a carapace. Think the shell of a crab or the body part of a lobster. Technically, this section is called the thorax. Amphipods don't have a carapace. All of their thoracic segments look like all the others. The whole animal sort of looks like the tail of a lobster with different sorts of legs attached to those segments depending on where they are on the animal. Amphipods also tend to be strongly laterally compressed, meaning flattened in the left-right orientation. So if you were to stand them up on their legs, they would be very tall in the up and down orientation and very thin in the left to right orientation. There are thousands of species of amphipods in the marine environment, and most live in the water. There is a handful, however, that have made their living in the upper intertidal, burrowing in sand or living in the washed-up seaweed that accumulates at the high tide line, described in some Victorian literature as the rejectamenta of the sea. These are the sand fleas, or beach hoppers, that explode with activity when you touch the rack. Nicholson describes it as the fizz of life. This scattering isn't an accident. It's a widely employed behavior th seen throughout the animal kingdom, called protean flight. It's the erratic or random movements of a prey species when startled or in the presence of a predator. The idea is that because the movements are unpredictable, predators can't evolve mechanisms to anticipate them. That's why, for example, though it seems counterintuitive, gray squirrels often stop in the middle of the road and double back into the path of traffic. This helps them avoid their normal predators, though sadly isn't as adaptive when the threat is automotive. Amphipods use protean flight as a group, which is thought to enhance the effect. One article I read characterizes it this way, and I quote, There is evidence that protean displays operate by arousing neurological conflict. Unquote. That being on the part of the predator, essentially confusing the predator and delaying its reaction time. We see this across the animal tree of life. Scores of prey species that have evolved this behavior and scores of predators that haven't yet cracked the code to fully exploit it. Equilibrium at its best. 
I'll continue to share insights from Life Between the Tides by Adam Nicholson over the coming weeks. In fact, there's still more to talk about from the Sandflea chapter next week. As we move into summer and you start looking for a literal beach read, this would be a good one. This has been episode 58 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. Music